Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Sunday Sessions. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can listen in to weekly episodes. Thank you. Do you remember how it felt as a child when life felt like your personal playground? That childlike curiosity before the labels and programmings enforced on you by society. Before life told you who to be. What if I told you you've been asleep and life is a giant video game? My combos are the red pill. Would you listen? All it takes is a change in perspective. Dab with me. Hey guys, welcome back to Sunday Sessions, a platform where we encourage you to challenge your current beliefs and expand your consciousness. This is your host, Richard Farmer. On today's episode, we'll be talking about toxic families, toxic parents, and toxic relationships. I have a special guest with me this episode, my brother Troy. Welcome to the episode, bro. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the offer. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this shit. We here, man. We 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 know what we doing. So uh, that's all that matters. Let's go. So I had when uh when me and you was chatting up about you know what we wanted to discuss on it. I had this this um idea that came to my mind, like this little uh, message. I want to run it by you and see what you think about this. So basically, we put ourselves through certain things because on the on a unconscious level, we're addicted to the pain. So it correlates mm. with the idea of dopamine being released. So for the audience, who, for, for you guys who don't know what dopamine is, it's basically like a, a neurotransmitter that's released in the brain. It's like a chemical. And so think of it like a happy drug. It's like similar to um, any other addiction like alcohol, uh, weed. So it's like when you had that thought like, damn, I really want to really take a sip. And you get like that little, that little jolt of like energy. That's that release of dopamine being released. Mm-hmm. So it's that shit. That shit is deep, man. So it's like when we. So let's say let's say you in a toxic relationship and you mm-hmm. keep going back to the same shit. You releasing that same level of dopamine, but it's being released in the negative, self sabotaging way. And I thought that shit was fascinating. Man, yeah, that's deep. That's a, actually a great perspective on that. A different way that people entrap themselves into that cycle. Man, because like people don't know, bro. It's like when you 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 date your parents, basically. So right. you're you're attracted to your parents. So like for me, for me personally, like I'm all, I'm I'm always growing a podcast because I want I want people to understand shit. So for me, growing up, uh, my mom was never like the nurturing type. She was never like emotionally available. So every woman that I would be attracted to was ones who weren't, you know, nurturing, weren't uh, emotionally available. But I would go for, I would, I would always reject the ones that was, but I always went towards the ones that that uh, that weren't. And it's like, it's that, that toxic ass fucking thing that you stick in. <laughs> man, it sounds like you're describing my life right now, man. Man, it's it's real. You don't know until you until you sit with yourself and think about that shit. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Same thing here. You know, growing up, 
it was so many things I expected from my mother that I felt like I should feel or I should have been given. And you realize, you know, when things like Happy Mother's Day come around and you see so many people and they're expressing their gratitude and how their mother is their best friend. And then right then and there is that lacking yourself. Like you said, it's, it's, it's that feeling. It's that, it's that lack inside you where you're like, damn, I can't even relate to this. Oh, and that's I can't even. That shit is tough. So, like, how are you? When did you start noticing the patterns that you was experiencing from your mom that got translated into you, that got programmed into you? So, it all started with one of the first girls I dated. And when I tell you, you know, it's so funny because she reminds me of my mom. Um, you know, and kind of, yeah, like you said, definitely a mirror. And I'm realizing that, you know, I tried to escape my mom to go to you. Mm-hmm. And I tried to escape you to go to my mom. And then it was a certain point in my life where I'm like, you know what? This is the same thing. Right now I'm ping-pong in my life. I'm going to you. And it's crazy that you say, like, you know, we get a do- uh, the dopamine and we get addicted because the same hurt and pain in my eyes I'm seeing it in my girlfriend's eyes and her and her relationships, her and her family relationships weren't close. Her and her mother wasn't close. She don't have no relationship with her dad. And then I start looking at it like, you know what? I look at like a lot of relationships in my life as in cords. And when I say cords, I'm thinking more so like an umbilical cord, this, this invisible attachment we have. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, we're a trauma cord. Yes, we yeah. are addicted, yes. and and the pain in myself, the pain in yourself. This is a, that's helped fuel in the addiction. Yup, and it was just crazy, and that's that's when I start. I just start reflecting on that relationship. I got tired of dating mean girls, man. I, I mean. Uh, excuse my language, but you know, not calling them bitches, but they was acting like bitches. I got tired of it. You got to call a spade a spade, bro. Got to call a spade a spade. <laughs> Definitely, but it's 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 interesting because it's it's if you don't do the inner work, you go keep. It's like it's like it's like the same. It's like the same lesson, different faces. So if you oh don't do the inner work and address that shit, your next partner is go mirror the same exact shit from your past. The same exact shit. And then you develop mentalities where they want you to think, oh, niggas ain't shit, bitches ain't shit. You... No, what we're doing is we're trapping ourselves. And finally, for, first and foremost, your focus is off right then and there. Because if you say niggas ain't shit, or if you say bitches ain't shit, that's where your focus is on the um, ain't shit people. But then, do you not realizing you really ain't shit either? Because you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the energy within you. That identifies with the energy within that person. Come on, come on. So, so guys, so basically, the the the, the experiences that you've um, brought in throughout your life has stored has been stored into the subconscious mind. Okay, so the subconscious mind is like a like a computer. So all the daily programming, all the conversations, everything that you've observed from childhood to your adulthood, shit is stored. So once that shit is stored, it's then reflecting your reality and people, circumstances, situations, event. So in this case, if your mom or your caregiver was a certain way, you're going to naturally be attracted to those things because that's what's best oh, for man. the mind. 
Oh man. You gotta you gotta get to that root of I... okay. Damn. Moms wasn't nurturing. Uh moms wasn't uh there emotionally. What do I need to give myself? What do I need to affirm to myself? Do I need to give myself that emotional love? Do I need to nurture myself so that I can finally attract and feel worthy of that That's love? Because right. we right. don't feel we don't feel worthy of that shit. Because we no. was, we wasn't given that. Man. And it's crazy because just to touch on that a little bit. Um you start realizing like I'm really big on self-analyzing like there's nothing I want out of place within myself that I can't identify myself so when I was looking back on the relationships I was noticing I'm like wow you know do I think that anger and um do I think that anger is love because I had to think about it I'm, I'm like you know what? Y'all mad. And like you said, you attracted to a certain type. You're attracted to the ones on what you see characteristics from your mother. And I'm like, well, my mother was, you know, angered. She had a very traumatic life growing up. And there's some things that's unhealed within her um, that's that she's projecting out. And I hey, was you thinking. You word right there, project. She projected. Man. man. <laughs> it's crazy. No, it Definitely. So I'm looking at her and I'm like, well, this is what you're showing me. And I started dating girls like that. So I'm like, when I self-analyze myself, I'm, I'm, wow. I really think that loving, caring, what a relationship is supposed to be is anger and dysfunction. Mm -hmm. That's what's normal to me. That's what I'm raised upon. So those values transcend into the relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you touch on that because I started thinking like, and this was subconscious. Of course, I wasn't aware of it, but I was attracted, like you said, to the main ones, to the snappy ones, to the ones with the egg, too much spice, just a little bit too much spice. And you realize like, wow, I think that anger is love. And it's, it's we, I don't, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit to acknowledge the patterns and acknowledge what we're going through because people don't know that shit man man and it's deep it's deep like you don't you don't know why you are the way you are but we distract ourselves on a daily basis with information that don't fucking matter at the end of the day this is what's important this is how you birth healthy relationships i don't want to if i'm dealing with a woman i don't want toxicity in that relationship that's not cool we try to normalize yeah. it and, oh, problematic relationships. No, but if I'm growing and you're growing, we should be growing in the right direction. Come on, we should man, be getting please. better. You know what I'm saying? Why pass the first grade to go back to the first grade? We on the number two, and then we keep going up. Uh-huh. That's the point. So, It's one thing One thing I've learned that made me forgive my mom um, was understanding that she's only teaching me the way that she was programmed. Oh man, love that, love that. That's big. That's that's, that's big. honestly big. So her her mom was the same fucking way, and my grandma's mom was the same way. Same so way. She it's... can't know any better because that's what she was programmed. So it's like, damn, I can't fault you. This is how you've been programmed, and you're not gonna know anything else. This is so normal I'm, to you. I feel. I feel. 
uh sad and hurt for you and also want to like give you more love because now i understand why you did the things that you did you was just following the programming that you was taught from your mom and your grandma come on right right how is it that the whole family on the mother's side had dysfunctional relationships I mean, you just go down the line. My mother, her grandmother, they have a faulty relationship. My grandmother, great-grandmother, same way. Great, Like you said, you just go up the chain and you realize we were blessed with the intuition to yep. realize this is where it's going to stop. Yep. This happens. is where it's going to stop. You got you to gotta heal that generational trauma, man. You got to finally end that shit because your kids go experiencing the same shit unless you do. Unless you fucking do. It's funny that you talk on healing. Another thing that helped me heal was I'm really big on journaling as well. So I start right now, you know, I just go went through my life of all the relationships I felt like were faulty or what have you. And I was listing my mom and I started doing her pros and her cons. And it just makes it so much better when you realize that people are themselves. And it's up to us. I just started having to accept her for who she was because what had happened was what I realized is a lot of these emotions I'm feeling or what kept entrapping me in my pain was having these lists and rules of requirements. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I had certain um, expectations for her. I feel like mm-hmm. a mom should do this. I feel like a mom should treat a child this way. And I was getting hang up. That's what was creating the pain in, in the first place for me. And when I realized who she was and what she wasn't going to be, that's mm-hmm. what helped me. And I think that a lot of people need to do that. We need to start seeing what are the pros, what are the cons, and understanding this so that way you won't keep entrapping yourself on what they're not doing, what they're not showing, how they not Exper- how, how they should be treating you. They're not doing this. But you have to accept this so you can be okay with it. And then that's when the healing came from. Like, that's where the healing starts. That key word is acceptance. But I know for a good minute, I didn't accept the way my mom was. And like you said, you like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you this way? But they literally can't. Right. They don't have the capacity to do that. So you have to you have to still love them unconditionally, but understand. And it's it's beautiful, man. It's it's, it's beautiful when you do when you do your shadow work. The shadow work, guys, is basically like uh, Sigmund Freud really really uh, made this known. Shadow work is basically the inner programmings that you suppress throughout your childhood that you haven't um, really acknowledged and healed. It's all stored, and then mm-hmm. builds up. And it manifests in your physical reality and all these different things. It's like your soul, it's like your your inner demons, which is really still you, needs, and your inner child too, your inner child, your inner demons need that love. And it's like that feeling you get, that depression, that anger, it's literally your inner child poking you saying, hey, you forgot about me, you got to heal, you forgot about me. That's deep. That's deep. It's, it's, it's the emotional way of the nervous system. When t- when mm-hmm. we are in pain, that's the nervous system sending signals to the brain something is wrong. Same thing, like you said, we poke, we 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 uh, are irrational about things. We get irritated, we get angry, we get sad. We start trying to fill voids with people, and these are the signs of our what I would call energetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. Like it's letting you know something is wrong, and like you said, you do that shadow work, you start realizing. 
all the different programs and what other people, how other people wanted you to see life. And you start breaking them down. And then you start seeing things for really what, for what they are instead of how they wanted you to see them. Man. It's like it's like breaking into another form of yourself. You're peeling off that layer of hurt. Like you peeling off like you peeling off the scab so that it can reheal and then this oh. time it's gonna heal correctly. Cause you actually nurturing that shit. You have to nurture it. This this isn't like no one time thing. It's like it's things you have to implement every day. So Troy, do mm-hmm. me so what what else what other um what are the healing things that you do that you've noticed that, that has helped you heal and progress more? Okay, okay. So outside of the journaling, I definitely say one thing I got into, and this was a couple of years ago, was meditation. I'm the type of person I'm always reading, always studying. That's my life. That's what I love to do. I have a thousand books in my room, and I just read and just go. So okay. when I started, so that's another thing. Like First, number one, I'm not even going, books. Self-help books. When you get into books, it really kind of put certain perspectives, other people's perspectives, good perspectives on your life. So that's where initially I feel like, because I wouldn't even be knowledgeable of the things right now if it didn't come from books and reading and researching. That was the number one thing I'd say for me. But some forms like outside daily practices, um, definitely meditation. People sleep on meditation. People do it one time. Oh, man. Oh, man. People do it one time and think, oh, it didn't work for me. But I see it like this. Like m- most people say, you do a push-up, you're not going to see results in one day. Not- it's an effort. <laughs> it's an effort. So when I got into meditating, I was noticing a calmness, a stillness within me. I wouldn't react so quickly to things. And even when me and my mom would get into it, I wouldn't be so angry. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate her. I wouldn't. All the feelings I were able to get more in control of. And meditation. Exactly. Meditation puts things in light or it slows down so you can really take time to interpret things. And I started interpreting the situation. I started realizing, like you said, certain things like she's seen in the world and her pain and what she couldn't help. I started seeing that. Mm-hmm. I started taking it for how it is. I'm like, oh, okay, this real shit. You really messed up. Like, this isn't personal against me. This is an attack on Troy. This isn't because you hate me. This is everything you've learned and everything you haven't healed from manifesting itself into my reality. This is what I'm saying. So when I started meditating and when I was able to have a calmness within myself, see things for what they were, be able to slow down the millions of thoughts that was jumbling around. I mean, it would be thoughts like a ping pong table. Bing, 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 just bouncing back and forth. I was able to control that. I think meditation is a huge one we sleep on. Um, what book, what books, because uh, I know I know you were talking about earlier, um, the book you guys showed me. Can you talk to me about that and anything else that you that you read that, that, that can help? Yeah, 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 actually. Yeah, so it's a book called Healing Accessorial Karma. Um, freeing yourself from unhealthy family patterns doc- by Dr. Stephen Farmer. Um, just got into that, and it's funny because, like, I try to tell people, you realize certain battles in your life. It isn't two day battles. 
This isn't mm-hmm. a a weak thing that I'm gonna go through. This is a, I don't want to. I want to be very transparent when I say this. This is an ongoing battle. But the thing about healing is you start feeling energetically, spiritually, even physically when you start winning the battle. When things aren't the same, right? So the book I'm into now is uh, The Healing Ancestral Karma by Dr. Stephen Farmer. And I'm learning different things. I'm really in the beginning, but I'm learning different things on how you don't even realize so much of you comes from so much of your family. And you start realizing, like, even, like, sometimes I read a portion and then I just try to critically think and come up with, with a question. I start thinking, like, it's crazy that some of the stuff I reflect in myself, you got it too. And I hate that about you. So it's really something I got to fix in myself. It's like I'm judging you. It's like I'm judging you, but I'm judging you because you're reflecting the part of me that I can't stand at the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's deep. That's deep. That's deep. Um, another book. I know you into this too. Ags and it's given. Well, Abraham, Abraham and Hicks. Esther Hicks. Oh man, though I mean, I, I highly, highly recommend everyone uh, be put on the Abraham Hicks. They got what the law of uh, law of attraction, asking it is forgiven, uh, the vortex. Like they, they, they the OGs. They the OGs. They, they are. They are. Um, so when I start reading that, and then I start realizing that, if my focus. Big into focus, big into focus. It's like it's like I think people think it's more superstition, but it's really, you know, for me, not only is it I connected like through spiritually with the laws, I'm connected in as in focus. What you focus on grows. And I think people need to get back into books like that too. Because it's certain things where, let's say, for example, it's not focused specifically on healing ancestral karma, but you realize when they're talking about focus and you listening down because I'm reading and writing, look at what my focus is to begin with. Mm-hmm. Look at what I'm look at what I'm thinking about now. I get, this is a huge problem in my life because this is the only thing I'm thinking about. Yep. So you start reading. It's like you can't you can't expect something to change if you keep focusing your energy on the same narrative. You can't accept you can't accept you can't expect your reality to change if you keep painting the same narrative on it. It's not how it works. It's not at all. It's not at all. Another good one. Um, the seven habits of highly effective people. I like to bring uh-huh. in books. See, a lot of people like to get deep into it. Look, I don't, after you read so many books, it's like they all start getting gimmicky and start trying to trying to say the same thing. But when you go back yep. to core foundational books like Seven Habits, and they talk yeah. about personal character, that helps. People don't understand. Character is big. Character is big because the more you grow, the more the more you go out in life and are able to handle. You see what I'm saying? So I'm naming these books that won't be, like I said before, it's not it's not specifically on healing family, but this is how I helped heal myself. This is how I started to heal when you're realizing the damage. And that's all we kept recreating. It's like they want us to create. The universe we're made to create, that's pure happiness. Creation is pure happiness. But it also can be pure hell if you create the wrong things. 
So oh, hell, heaven and hell is all in mind state. Whatever you program and that's what you will experience. It's as simple as that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I what I what I realized, um so I had did I had did some 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 magic mushrooms last week. Ooh. I really wanted to Man, bro, that shit was that shit was intense, man. Man, you inspired me for my you inspired me for my next trip. I seen um I was listening to the other podcast with you and special guest, and uh I was just sitting up there thinking like, man, you make me want to go on my nature walk, on a deep nature walk, and just talk to God, bro. Cause it's like you people people don't understand like mushrooms are sacred medicine that's been around Absolutely. for thousands and hundreds. Oh, absolutely. And we, we just like just like weed is a plant, weed is a is a, is a drug. Magic mushroom is the same thing. It's just a psychedelic, and you with anything you have to move with intention. So when I when I did trip, I had set the intention to, you know, heal uh, trauma experience from my mom. You know, do some inner healing from you know pain I still feel from my dad. My dad passed when I was really young, and I was still like. Um, going through certain hurts and things and just releasing all the inner pain that was in me. So when you, when you set that intention, so for me, I remember I had, uh, I was drinking some tea. I had made it in tea form and I had set the intention before I sipped to like, you know, to release the pain that I feel from my dad, my grandma's, you know? And so I'm just sitting there and my heart just feels heavy, but mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not like you like super super sad, but you feel like this heaviness in your heart. And next thing I know, like these soft tears just start flowing, like the most peaceful, um, euphoric tears just falling. And you can tell like you're just releasing, and you're coming to terms, you come into grip and acceptance of certain things. And I'm like, damn, like where, where, why, how come I haven't used this 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 sacred medicine before? And if people did. Shrooms can heal so much. Shit, oh, man. You don't need those pharmaceutical pills. You don't need, you know, any other uh, distractions. Just this, this magic fucking mushroom can heal, can help you heal if you use it in the right way. Like anything you have to use in the right way with intention. But that that really helped me. And I want to, I'm, I'm going to continue, um, like, in a few weeks even, like, continue to microdose and, like, really work on myself one on one so I can heal those certain things. Oh man, that's amazing. That's so beautiful. People people definitely sleep on what mushrooms can do. And this and this and this by intention, you know, they demonized mm-hmm. it. They start demonizing certain things. And you see why then you looking like, well the legal stuff killing everybody. The oh. legal stuff is killing everybody. And another thing is like during times like this when you a researcher and you know the numbers and you like y'all care about public safety but this 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 and that killing way more people than uh <laughs> than uh, Bro, sap- oh man oh man you got like like for example yo that that random drug commercial on on the, on the TV it talk about this happy family and it showed a beautiful picture and if it's side effects might cause liver death your heart might <laughs> <laughs> right and then and while they dancing in the video you know Bro. while they're dancing in the video i um you excuse me about death and your liver collapsing right you know so i um i think that's so funny 
I think that's so funny. But getting back getting back into the mushrooms, though, I definitely do think that people sleep on them. When I was on shrooms, I, the last time I did shrooms, I want to say was October last year, 2009. And that was around was my that? birthday. Oh, man. It was incredible. I mean, by like the fifth hour, I was calling all my friends. A lot of I have a lot of female friends in my life. I was calling them all. Like, you know, you're beautiful. You're loving. You don't need to deal with anything that doesn't bring you happiness. A lot of people don't try things for themselves. And that's another problem. You let other perspectives dictate what you do. And the thing for me is I'm plants. I'm I'm vegan. I've been vegan for um two years on and off for five, plant based. And so I'm all for things that grow out the ground. And when I start getting into mushrooms, when I start seeing how people were curing depression, mm-hmm. how people were letting go of their ego, yep. how people became more loving, I start realizing, like, oh, that's up my alley. Man, that last trip, you know, I was definitely calling my friends, telling them I love them, telling people to appreciate yourself. My cousin was in the back. He was on shrooms. He was just like, why do we worry? Why do we spread pain? Come on. It's just a beautiful thing. It's just a beautiful my And my best friend, my best friend, he was in the car. He didn't do anything, but he looking at us like, y'all really happy right now. Yes, bro. Because you, at that point, at that point, you become the observer. You become the creator that's outside your physical body. You're like, you're like um, the cre- the creator itself. And you like, damn, this, actually, we all supposed to love each other. We all supposed to be together. Right. Because programmings and because of like us operating off our ego mind, we don't see it that way. But now I do. Now it makes sense. At the end of the day, none of it, when you really look at the surface, none of this matters. Now we none see. None of it's real and none of it matters. It, it didn't. This, this, what right now, this pandemic going on, this scamdemic going on right now. Come on, bro. It's all scam. It don't oh, matter yeah. what's on your wall. Uh, definitely all scams. <laughs> I know we, I was seeing your tweets. I'm like, oh, we are out with that. But you see, you got millions, 40 million, 40 million plus people out of work. It don't matter what's on their wall. It didn't oh. matter what, what school they went to or, or what you did. Or, you're out of work. Yep. And then people can say, oh, unemployment, but you, we pay for everything. Oh. That isn't something free. That isn't something that they just give to us. You got to do your research. Oh, but guys, like, ev- like even everything we're talking about, like, you might not agree with it, but just research. Uh, we don't expect you to adopt everything, but all I ask with you on this podcast is just to question everything and to do your research. When you do your own research, you realize that you've been deceived for a long ass time. And your ass been hoodwinked. Definitely by the media. 100% by the media. Uh, 100%. It's, you know, I look at it. I can't even look at it, but even when I catch clips, I'm just, it's just absurd how much lying, lying, you know, y'all just putting up any type of facts. Y'all got money, financial incentives. You see things going in place. Y'all die. There's people getting shot in the head right now. Oh, Come nope, on. died of COVID. So it's big to really open yourself up. I'll tell you this right now. If you watch the mainstream media, sometimes me and mainstream media folks don't even get along. Literally, everything you've been, everything you've been told is a lie. Your whole thought process is a lie. And I don't the- like to. Oh, go ahead. 
Have Have you seen this uh documentary called Out the Shadows? No, I haven't. But is it on Amazon Prime? No, it's on. You can watch it on YouTube, bro. It's called. You don't have to send me that. You don't have to send me that. So, guys, it's this. Uh, I know we kind of a little bit off top. It's this. This uh, YouTube documentary called Out of the Shadows. Um, wait, yeah, Out of the Shadows is a documentary on, on YouTube, and it basically disposes, not disposes, um, exposes the mainstream media and their deception and how the things that they place on the media, because those in charge, they know how the subconscious mind work, and they know that what you implement exactly. on the subconscious mind will, if, if the person believes in it, that becomes a belief, and that becomes a perception, that becomes their reality and their behavior, and they know this shit. They've been on this shit since the beginning of fucking time. So they know if I keep if I keep putting these certain images, the the mass will accept it as true. Because think about exactly. it, you wake up and watch, you feel me? But what this what the documentary does, it really exposes things. And another documentary on Netflix that I, um that talks about psychedelics and mushrooms that really gives it a really talks about what it is. This is a documentary called Have a Good Trip, and it's on Netflix. And it talks, it, it um, has people like ASAP Rocky um, and just different other celebrities and, and, and artists who ex- that share their psychedelic experience and say like, hey, this drug has really expanded my consciousness, has really expanded my awareness, and now I see things differently than I originally did. Oh, yeah. I don't even look at life the same no more. I don't even, it, it's funny, on your last podcast, you talked about something like ego death. Oh, man. Yes, bro. Oh, man. I really, like, ego okay. it is, it is, and it's such a learning experience, like, my true joy comes from learning. When I learn something, it's just like, it, it's like, that's when my dopamine hit, when I learn something, and, and when I was on shrooms, that was a huge thing about it, was just realizing that you can heal. I don't know. That just was beautiful. Like just the process of you. You have to put that into. You have to know that you can do this. Mm-hmm. You have to you know have that to hold, you can. You got to hold yourself accountable. You have to hold yourself accountable. It's no one else is going to do it. People have their own lives every day. People deal with their own insecurities, their own problems, their own lives. Then come back to you. You got to be there for you. You have to. Mm-hmm. You got to heal. Like- like, yeah, yeah, your parent or your caregiver did this. They did that in the past. But now it's your responsibility to fix your shit. Definitely. That's the only way things go change. And it's one thing, it was crazy. When I was, um, when I was on my last mushroom trip, I had got the message that if, you, if, if we don't do the healing now, okay, if we don't do the healing now, when we come back into our next experience, we're about to experience the same shit in a different, it's going to be in a different fashion. It probably, it's not going to be the same the same people that you got like as your mom your dad yada yada but the same lesson that you didn't get will roll over to the next life so it's like really your responsibility to to keep that shit now yes it just comes it's just like I said it's like you look at it like grade school if you keep passing the first grade you just won't go to second and you should look at your life like that if you keep failing this you won't even get to the bigger obstacles where you're at a bigger capacity to even handle it and then the more you grow 
the easier things start to become or you've got yourself a stress plan. Like you said, we journal, we meditate, we use crystal energy, we use all these different things, incense, sage burning. You create a wide list. Like I have a long, when I'm stressed, I can turn to a multitude of different things. And that's how you need to set yourself up. It's important too, guys, um, to really nurture your inner child. So a practice that I implement is, so for example, whatever traumatic experience that I experienced back when I was a shorty, I would visualize myself in that scene. Okay, so for example, uh, when I was younger, uh, my mom, I lived in a hotel at the time because we had just got out of a shelter or we had kicked out out of a shelter or whatever. And we was living in the hotel. My mom's friend, she was a woman. My mom was in the hotel bathroom um, listening to me getting beat by her friend. Okay. So that traumatized me. So what I did was I went back in that scene as older, like adult version of me. And I went back to that younger Richard and I held him and I affirmed, you okay? Everything's okay. I got you. We're fine. And it's like you feel your inner child like releasing, like that memory has been, it was now it was a negative, now it's a positive. You feel me? And like you're healing those different memories within yourself. And that shit is so fucking powerful, man. That shit is so powerful, bro. It definitely is. So fucking powerful. So fucking powerful. It's just, you have to, you have to, it's, it's, it's one thing that um, somebody had told me is, you wouldn't put your child through what you're going through, so why are you treating your inner child the same way? Oh, right, like that. <laughs> you, you wouldn't put you wouldn't put your child in a low vibrational setting in a setting that has that's um, destructive to your child. So why are you putting yourself in the same fucking position? That's deep. We definitely. Yes. You know that I noticed though. I had a thing about myself where in the beginning of my healing journey when I started this years ago just trying to heal overall I would be too afraid to look at the past I would try to block it out but see the thing about that is and if you're doing that right now you need to address these because everything you suppress will be later on expressed it comes out of you and sometimes it comes out in forms where it's not the best it's not healing and everybody involved will be damaged after it so Another thing, exactly, 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 man. You, man, you get it, man. Um, that's another thing we better do. We have to visit those unfortunate, those painful incidents. We have to go back. We have, we have. Well, forgiveness. Forgive for yourself. Forgive because. feel that pain you can understand it understand what went wrong understand that all parties involved may have been hurting but what you need to do for yourself you got to revisit those moments and you have to forgive you look at it as a self sport this is for you this is a one-man army go back forgive let that energy go free that pain from you free that pain don't let that be entrapped in your soul and your spirit sometimes i remember some days i'll be having a good day and just to be sad i wouldn't appreciate the sun i wouldn't appreciate the trees just sad and you realize that these different 
sadnesses in your like your inner child, what you experienced as a child, they come mm-hmm. back to the forefront and they hit you on a good day. They hit you when the sun shines and then the bills are paid. It's deep. Another thing people do, man, go back, revisit. I know it's painful, and if it's too painful, do it bit by bit. Take your time. Use rose quartz. Use clear quartz, smoky quartz to get a better understanding of the situation. Rose quartz to get a love in the situation because these situations want you to close your heart, but really you're supposed to open it and understand while in pain. Deep, it's that, it's that, it's that contrast, like Abraham says, like this experience that you are witnessing at this moment is is teaching you what you don't want. So, okay, I'm experiencing this. So, from this experience, I'm just being a, I'm just being the observer. From this experience, being the observer, I now know what I want. I'm detaching myself from it because I understand that it's an old manifestation. It's an old manifestation that I'm experiencing oh. now. From this moment, what the fuck do I want next? What do I want? I like that. That's a nice step, though. Knowing your next step. Mm-hmm. So what do I want from this? What am I even doing this for? Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're trying to heal from toxic relationships, toxic people, and you don't even know why, that's going to keep you enclosed in the sky. But you got to know, you gotta know why love, because man. self-love. Love yourself enough to not put yourself in harmful. Loving yourself is not looking in the mirror and covering yourself with all these different things. No, loving yourself is making the best possible decisions to ensure that you're in a positive loving setting, that you make the right decisions, that you have pure heart and pure intentions behind it. That's self-love. Not taking a thousand selfies, getting a no, thousand no, no, that's, that's, that's that dopamine, man. Man, man, that that is that is man. That's another thing I be getting on people about their phones. That addiction we have, we are hardwired to our phones. It's and designed that way, sites. though. Definitely, definitely, man, man. Did you see how the one interview of the Facebook, <laughs> one of the co-creators of Facebook, he don't man, even get on it. That's just say a lot. He said it's taking away families. And we all know it's true. You go in the mall, you see people on their phone. You stand in line, people on their phone. It's at restaurants now. It's like, I'm not even coming out. Why well, come out to dinner with you and you worried about what this person posting? A person that you don't talk to, a person that's not in your inner circle, a person that you can't get your break. You can't give me a 30-minute break. Oh, uh, and then two, two, to add to that, it's seeking validation. You're seeking validation from people, oh, and it's man. a reason why. Okay, I'm seeking I'm seeking validation because I'm not giving myself enough love, so I want to experience that love from other people. That's it matters what they say about me. It's everything. I have to post this because people need to see these shoes with this outfit. Sometimes they need to see this ass. Whatever your thought process they, is. Are, are, you, are, are they fucking you at the end of the day? Are they paying your bills? Do they, like, that, that shit don't matter. Do they bring peace to your life? Do they help you with a problem? If you stranded right now at three o'clock in the morning, can they get? Can, are they coming out their bed when you're perfectly comfortable to come get come you on. to come help you out? Because if not, then like you said, it really don't matter. It I wanna, really I don't touch, matter. I want to touch upon a little bit about um, the toxic relationship. So it's after my after my mushroom trip, I'm really challenging myself because I know that everybody is a mirror. So oftentimes, those who trigger us the most are 
reflecting a part of ourselves that we need to address the most within ourselves. That's why we get triggered the most. And I, I kind of, you have to, it's, it's hard for like, okay, so if it's somebody that's really bothering you, it's, you have to just sit and like, damn, what about this person is pissing me off so much? What, are, what is about them that they, that's reflecting a part of me? So God, dude, when, when you mm-hmm. in these relationships and you're like, damn, I keep attracting these ain't shit niggas or I'm, I'm attracting these ain't shit people, you have to really look at that person and say, what part of them is being reflected? Because I'm experiencing the same people. It got to be something with me going on. Got to be with me. So you got you got to optimize that situation and use that contrast as a way to really look at look at yourself in the mirror. Because nothing go change until you do the inner work. Reality works. The inner world reflects your outer. So if you don't, you don't. Absolutely. In the world, your outer reality is not gonna change. Everything is a mirror. Everything is like a, a fucking a fucking movie projector screen. That's it. Everything, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I completely agree with you. I think that uh, we, when we figure out, like I look at it like this. I, I try to look at it like people. I put people in mm-hmm. a place of credit scores. With a, you know, if you got a five hundred credit or you only gonna be able to buy certain things, can't get access to different things, can't get access. The more you develop yourself, the higher the personal score goes. When you're on those low levels and you're not doing that inner work, okay, well, what irritates you about that person? Is this reflected in you? When you see that pain and you're able to heal that pain, you're able to say, wow, we both have trust issues. This stems from me not trusting my father, me not trusting my mother, you not trusting your mother. When you start figuring that out and healing, your score raises, you come across better people. Your tolerance is going to be different. You get better Mm -hmm. with red flags. You start loving yourself more, so you're not going to deal with it. People need to address that. People need to really address those things, though. Those what is it that attracts me to you? Because I don't care what nobody do. If you with that person, it's something within you that is that is on the same level as that person that you claim to be. I don't care if you feel like, oh, this person do me wrong. This person, why are you not gone yet? Because a seven fifty not gonna be with a five hundred. A seven. Uh, if you got a seven fifty credit score, your options different from somebody Come with a five hundred. Preach, brother, preach. <laughs> you gotta look at it. You gotta, like you said, you inner work is important. Those trust issues, the love issues, the uh, unforgiveness, the all these different things that add up and calculate in our life over time, we have to address. If you don't, you will completely start. You will keep dating yourself. You will keep dating your parents. You will keep dating the unhealthy habits in yourself, the unhealthy patterns in yourself that you're manifesting. It's just don't. When I was a 500 dude, like when I was at 500 in ranges, I was dating 500. And now, and it's funny because now that me and uh, like a lot of my exes, much love to them all, all cool with them now. Um, we started to heal, like they were doing their own healing journey. And you realize, like, you back in my score because you were 700, but we ain't going down that road. But you start realizing that man. you do the work, you, you, your options come. The universe bless you, the universice is very rewarding. 
Best believe the universe, oh, it blesses you thousand times. You do the work. You do the right work, pure intentions, pure energy, do good by people. Oh, it's very rewarding. You get what you want. You get what hey, you guys, want. Hey, guys, so I like to, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to always preach about the subconscious mind because that's basically how all this shit works with how you experience that shit. So there's one book that has really been powerful, and it's called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. And I Gym, I have that in my collection, gym, bro. I have that in my collection, When you study this book, you go understand that your, your patterns and your thoughts and what you're experiencing has been like in a little loop. So until you program your subconscious mind differently, nothing will change. So I'm always preaching about the, about the subconscious mind on this fucking show because that's the huge, that's the biggest key component I want people to get a grip on. Once you understand that, it's game fucking over. So, Troy, my boy, much gratitude for you being on there, dog. I know that us being real and honest with our, with our own shit and sharing what we do is going to help a lot of people, and that's what I want this platform to be about. Yes. Man, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I hope everybody, I wish you all much love, much healing, much success. Only think about the positive things and really program your subconscious. All right, boy. Peace, gratitude.